Have we? You and the dog to stop. Dogs started working. Okay. <laughs> Let's try this again. Oh no. <laughs> Welcome to the first episode of the Idiot's Guide to True Crime and the Paranormal. A, a podcast where our audio quality is the equivalent to your broken coffee machine. It's riddled with terrible Google Slides and hosted by two wrathful idiots. I'm your host, Cal. I use a, they, he pronouns. I'm Lee, the co-host, and I use she, her pronouns. Recording. Luckily, we didn't get too far the first time before the recording failed. Also, we have spent two, almost three hours troubleshooting because my computer just decided to break. Mm-hmm. I've almost it's finished. I've, I've almost finished the ginger ale. I started at the beginning of this. <laughs> Is that how long it's been? Yes. Okay. So basically how this podcast will work is that every week, every week that you will either get a true crime or a paranormal case. I research the true crime cases, Lee researches the paranormal cases, and then we don't tell, we don't tell each other about anything about the cases, and we just throw, and then we just jump into the deep end and hope it works out. (laughs) Works out because I can't swim. (sighs) Okay. And oh, a th- and a thank you to my lovely civics teacher, Miss Kokero, for giving us this idea. And this episode is technically still for that project, so it will be clean. But I can't, I can't promise that the rest of this podcast will be clean. Mm-hmm. Probably. I probably I may I doubt I'll swear because my family probably watched this so. If you hear background noises, there are dogs in my room, and there's a lawnmower outside, and I have my obviously I have my family, and I also have my family in the other rooms, um, and my dad's probably something, and also I have a keyboard, so you might hear that um, clickety clackety. Winville chi- the bleh, Wineville Chicken Coop Murders. You will learn very soon that I can't talk. And you cannot, but English, English is overrated. <laughs> so, the Wineville Chicken Coop Murders were a set of murders and kidnappings in the L.A., Riverside, uh, California area from 1926 to 1928. So, our killer. No, you may be wondering who's our killer. Our killer is Gordon Stewart Northcott. And before I even start talking about him, I'm going to talk about his looks because I can make fun of him because he's a murderer and I'm going to make fun of him. That's it. He looks like a gremlin. Once again, he looks like say his pronouns are normal and think he's so fun for and that he's a stand-up comedian. I will put a picture in, in the video, because I'll probably put up like the slides in the video. Um, so, and he looks like, one of my friends pointed out that he has a very punchable face, and he does. It looks like you could take your fist and punch his nose back into his face. Every single picture of him, he's hunched over. 
He looks like he'd offer you candy, but end up eating it, eating it himself. He he looks like the you know he looks like the stereotype of like anytime anyone says oh don't go near creepy white vans he looks like he'd be the type of guy to drive a creepy white creepy creepy white van. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the actual case, um, he so his he and his family moved from uh, British Columbia, Canada, in 1924 when he's 17. And then two years later, his father bought him the piece of land where the, the infamous chicken coop would would stay, would be built. Sometimes you wonder, would these crimes have happened if he just never got that land? Maybe. Okay. You can go on to... We will... The... Sixth slide. Uli has the uh, slideshow in front of her. So, next up is the other murderer. Yeah. Mm. Is Sarah Lee's Northcott. So this is... It says Walter's mother. It's not. This is a she, a she, a she, a she, a she, she. Louise is such a mom name. And I can say that. Is your mom's name Louise? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Fun fact. So, she was the one... So, she implicated herself in one of the crime. So, one of the uh, crimes... Uh, one of the murders of, of the of Walter Collins, one of the victims. So, he, she went to North Northcott's uh, ranch. She went, she went to Gordon's ranch. And then she noticed that like he would try to keep her away from like the chicken coop. So once she finally when once she finally got to the chicken coop, instead of, you know, reacting like a normal person would when she saw a little boy in the chicken coop held there her um Gordon and their uh in Gordon's nephew, who we'll talk about in a moment, uh should like all play a part in this murder so that like if someone told the police they would be all implicating themselves okay next slide <laughs> so this is Sanford Clark which uh He's a really he's kind of he's a sad sad case. Um, he was he was Northcott's nephew and was like forced to like participate in all of this. And because he like at first Northcott had come at like asked him to like help build the ranch and build his house and everything. Hello. <laughs> Held by my crazy uncle, please get me out of here, kind of vibes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, this will probably be, this will just, this, uh, okay, so, next, this is gonna be, this is gonna be real weird, next slide. So, we're gonna talk about, next we're gonna talk about Walter Collins, who is one of the victims 
of of him. He so Walter Collins was nine year was nine years old, and so he went missing. Uh, he was went, went missing. Was kidnapped. Uh, by Northcott on March tenth, uh, nineteen twenty eight. Uh, so after like he was walking over the movie and everything. But it gets real weird from here. It gets really weird from here. So the police were fa- so um his mother Christine Collins was married to an ex-convict. So just as a little background so like you could kind of imagine what they were like under a fake name that kind of um that like just so you give a little background. So the police were facing scrutiny for not being able to like find and locate Walter, right? And then, in in the in that August, so this the Illinois police found a boy who said his name was Arthur Kent, and they placed him with a temporary family. I promise this has this correlates. And then, sometime down the line, eventually, he said his quote unquote real name was Walter Collins, and he was the missing boy from L.A. So the Illinois police contacted the California police, and then. The California police took this random child they just had, they just found from Illinois, and gave it to Christine, and when she looked at them and said, hey, this isn't my child, they convinced her to quote-unquote try out the child, and made made her take him home. Try out the child. What is he, a giraffe? Yes, this child is a dress. You're gonna try out this child. See how it works out. And the police looked her in the face and and called her crazy. And then like they called a specific code when when this woman was like, "Hey, this still isn't my child. This was never my child to begin with." They called her crazy and then they threw her in a mental institution. Yes. yes. This is just, just proof, proof that the can be so incompetent and also hasty to get something done so they won't face any hate. Because they're so incompetent. Period. You're right. I'm opening another ginger, another ginger ale can. I have no idea if the if the recording picked that up, but <laughs> a lovely call from our host. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you good? Yeah, I'm fine. So it went down the wrong path. Okay, back to back to the case. So, so he was the one that was found by um Sarah Louise. That is such, like, I can say this because I'm Southern. That is the most Southern name I've ever heard, but they're not even Southern. They're from Canada. And it's also such a mom name. It is. Okay, so. He, so, since when Sarah, when, um... Sarah found him. So he died to, um, a, a blunt, uh, the, he got hit in the head multiple times with the, the, like, the blunt end of an axe. 
the the officer or the boy? Because if it's the officer, I really couldn't care less. <laughs> the boy. The, the police weren't there. That sucks, dude. Yeah, Walter. That Walter died. So there, I'll actually circle back to this random kid and um, his mother, Christine. I'll, I'll circle back to this near the end. But also, this 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 just one specific trial. This was like a movie was made, based off this. I think it's called like Changeling or something like that. Okay, next slide. Dark hair on my phone. Which is what I'm reading the slides off of, because screen share just said, nope. Mm. Okay, so... Lewis and Nelson, Nelson Winslow. Those are the our other two victims. There were, they're actually, they were brothers. Um, Nelson was 10, Lewis was 12, and they went missing and on their way home May 16th, uh, May 16th, 1928. So... What's weird about this one um, is that their parents had received multiple letters from the boys. Probably they were probably forced to write it, but their parents yeah. had received m- multiple letters from these boys. Stayed, one of them stated that they were like miss that they had gone to Mexico. Oh, uh, would they get to Mexico? I like it's California, yeah, but th- no, they're 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 ten and twelve. They get. What are you going to do, some, pick some random 10 and 12 girl up on the side of the road? No! They're just going to hitchhike their way to Mexico. They're just going to hop on a train or something. Totally not suspicious. Not suspicious at all. Huh? Yep, let, this, let these children on this train. Totally not going to do anything about it, and it totally would happen. Because everyone's stupid. <laughs> and another one, they the parent the parents of these two boys had received, um, said they they wanted to stay missing to gain fame and like fortune and that kind of thing. Oh yes, cause your parents to be sick with worry because you want fame. But I mean, the, the parents like, oh, we're gonna, we can make some money off of this. What? The... Yes. Yeah. Make money make off money of your off children of being missing. Perfect idea. That's totally That's not sketchy at all. People have tried to do that. Do you remember? Like, I don't think this. I think this was like uh, an American thing. The weather boy, weather balloon boy incident. Incident. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's what that, that's what the, like, the, oh, wanting to, like, be missing, that's what that reminded me of. Mm. Okay, so, this, we don't know, so, next slide is, talking about Alvin Gathia. I'm not sure, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, I'm probably not. So, um, he is assumed to be the first victim, so... It's a possible name for him. We don't know if this is actually his name, but he uh, was found in a ditch on the side of a road named... I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. I'll insert the name on the screen. Good luck. Um, And he, like... Also, the like the other three boys, like his head had been crushed in, so it's just 
Oh, <laughs> also, like, all of these boys were <laughs> abused because this man is a nasty, nasty man. So that's why we're gonna make that's why we're gonna make fun of Gordon. Crush Gordon Rush under Gordon your boot. Under, under my boot. <laughs> I have my docs here, so next slide is talking about you know people that are actually actually good people. It's talking about Winifred and Winnie I think that's what I'm gonna say Winifred, if that's wrong, I'm sorry. Winifred and Jesse Clark. So in September of of nineteen twenty eight, Winifred Clark um had contacted the U.S. like Californian authorities. Those are my dogs. Uh, in the background, saying that her her nephew had been kidnapped by by you know her nephew had been kidnapped by uh, her son. Remember they were, they were family, so yeah. And so that happened. And then later, Jesse Clark, who was you know worried about her brother Sanford had gone to the ranch. She went to the ranch to, like, go check on things because she didn't know what was happening. And and that's where she found, like, that her uncle had been abusing Sanford and, um, that, like, like, that that happened. And Sanford, when they are like, comfortable enough, confided in her that, you know, like, hey, he's killed four boys. Help me. Get me out of here. Like, that kind of deal. Um... <sighs> Let me read. Let me read. If she stays there any longer, like to try and help him do that, she might have been a victim too. Oh yeah, so. she. Had, I I think it said somewhere one of the I was reading that her uh, her uncle had attacked her. This man was crazy. Mhm. So. Once, uh, when Jesse returned back home, she attacked, uh, she, uh, words, hello, contacted American <laughs> Consul, which is, like, I had to look up the meaning of this because I didn't know what that was. It's basically someone who goes off into, like, foreign countries and is there to help, like, the citizens and the people who need them or, or, like, people who are from wherever country they're from and, like, help them and stuff like that. I had, I had to look that up. <laughs> so, and once the, and once they, you know, and once Jesse was like, oh yeah, this happened. They wrote a letter to the LA Police Department explaining like Jesse's, whatever Jesse's like complaint or whatever. I mean, it's not really complaint. She's confessing like, hey, something's happening here. Go handle it. Well, if the police oh, hadn't helped her already, what makes her think they'd help now? Oh, they really do. You're right. You're right. You're very right. But I, she didn't know that had happened. Yeah. Okay. So, next, we're going to talk about his arrest in the evidence. My, not my favorite. My favorite is the arrest and sentencing. That's my favorite. But we'll circle back to that and say, so, after Jesse's letter, okay, after Mm -hmm. Jesse's letter, uh, two immigration service detectives went to the ranch on August 31st. I'm going to assume of 1928. That's what I'm going to assume. Excuse me. And they, when they got there, they took Sanford into protective custody. Yay. Good. And so, and Sarah was still, Sarah was still at the ranch when, uh, when the, the detectives got, got there. So, 
when Northcott and saw them like coming down the road, both Northcott and his mother like fled into his mother Sarah fled into the woods, and they told Sanford to stay there. And if they even then, and if he didn't distract the detectives, that he'd shoot him from the woods. And you want to know what Sanford did right after he felt comfortable enough? He turned around and and, and confessed, hey, he's killed four people, and help me, get me out of here, I will show you evidence. Just get me out of this place. It was probably absolute torture. No, it was absolute torture for him. It like, was. You have to stay in a house with your abusive uncle, knowing that if you were able to go free, you could lock him up for everything you know he's been doing, but you cannot get out, and you're just sat there with the guilt, knowing that he's killed people, and you cannot do anything about it. Yeah, it says in most things that, like, Sanford, that, um, he was, like, forced to participate in all of it. Because, like, this is going to be kind of, this is going to be, like, really dark. Um, he, in Northcott, didn't just, like, kill the boys, he tortured them, too. So, like, it wasn't a quick death. I mean, I wouldn't imagine getting, you know your skull crushed in would be a quick death at all, especially with the blunt yeah. end of an axe. It's not even the sharp end. It's the, it's the handle. Oh, that reminds me of, uh, I think it was one of the queen movie execution things, uh, Catherine, was it? No, way. Um, I think it was Because, look, every time I hear blunt, not being caught with the sharp end, but the blunt end or something like that, all I can think of is that. So. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm gonna be completely honest. Yeah, I've probably yeah. been rambling anyways. No, you haven't. So, um... Yeah, so the trauma Sanford probably went through is, like, unimaginable. Yeah. Um, I think, I think Northcott also sexually abused these boys, and I feel, I just... I'm and glad he's dead. Sick and gross. It's very gross, and his defense is even is is also really gross. I'm just glad that Northcott is dead. Icky man, go bye bye. Icky man, we will crush him like the bugs. He is not even a bug; he's a maggot. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a little worm. Actually, no, that's an insult to worms. That's that an is an insult to worms. You know how dare I? Calling him anything would be an insult to that thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I would call him trash, but I I don't I don't want to insult trash like that, and I don't want to insult our friends like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you guys, but we're all trash. We're all raccoons crawling we're in the all trash. We are rats. So, Sanford, uh, you know, told everything. So, like, with Sanford's help, these authorities, um, were, the, the actual authorities, were able to find evidence, and they found, um, the graves where Walter the Winslow, and the Winslow brothers were, but also other graves, too. Uh-oh. So, they think, okay, so, 
Northcott to like destroy evidence poured quicklime over the bodies. So that mm-hmm. broke down. If you don't know what it is, look at it's some type of like calcium or something chemical that breaks down calcium. So yeah, they like some chemicals that can just obliterate things. So, they only ever found, like, parts of the bodies, they never found the full bodies. It was mostly bone fragments. Imagine so dying and, your, and not even your complete body can be put back together. That just sounds terrible. That's just That's absolutely sad. It's like, I mean, like, if, like, I get it, if, like, if you die and you want to be cremated and stuff like that, that's fine. But dying and you're, in, like, in somewhere you don't know... Dying for murder and your body being disrespected by your even more. Yeah, your body just be being disrespected even more. It's it's sick. Mm Mhm. So they found the they found bone fragments of I think at least twenty other boys. That's that's just a guess. We since it was fragments, they don't really know. If it were any more than, like, how long have you been killing for? I mean, it it went on from 1926 to 1928, and if it was 20 boys that... Hold on, I need to count on my fingers how many years that is. (laughs) Three. I had to do the same thing. Every time I have to count on my fingers, I feel dumb. Oh, we're we're both really dumb, by the way. <laughs> okay, and he, some of the like um, evidence, other than you know the bodies and the graves and you know human, human bones, um, they found axes with like hair and blood mm. in them. And some North Cotton Someone didn't clean off their axe properly. Someone just left all this blood on their axe. <laughs> I wonder who? Who would be that lazy and stupid? Who would, like, who, like, you've got to be a real, like, it is stupidly easy. It was stupid, it was stupidly easy to get away with murder in the 20s. And then you could just leave blood on the floor and the detectives, and to quote John Mulaney, the detectives would just go, mmm, that's gross, and just not care. Like, you could have buried the axe or something. Like, Correction, you could have just washed the axe off. Yeah, but it, they, it's very likely or like, certain that they didn't have the technology to go, hmm, this isn't your blood, this is someone else's, you sick murderer. You gremlin child. You, you man-child. He looks like a man-child. <laughs> You troll. He looks like a man like child. He does. I like how this face is just us making fun of a man. Oh, this podcast is going to be us making fun of murderers. Yeah, I imagine that his, his, um, his ego was just so fragile and he had fragile masculinity. That's just, that's just, that's how I imagine him. Oh, you're so right, though. Uh, he, as I said in the previous recording, he looks like he has crypt, 
Crypt Keeper nails. So it looks like they're, like they're really long and untamed and really nasty. He looks like he'd be a shutting trying to make fun of kids on Fortnite or Roblox when actually he looks he's, like he's, a, he's being a kid. He looks like a 4chan user. <laughs> you know him. <laughs> he looks like no, he looks like what everyone thinks of of a gamer in like their mother's basement. He looks like the support of Nucians. You're so right. <laughs> he looks like he'd try and like run a third party political campaign and it just never got anywhere. He looks like he'd say, but Trump has done so much for the gay community. You're so right. <laughs> and we can laugh at that because one, we has the lesbian flag in her profile. Two, I am very, very queer. And, yeah, that's it. That's the whole thing. That that's the sentence. It just ends there. So we can we can make fun of that. Mm-hmm. You can't cancel you can't cancel us for making gay jokes when we are gay. I am a gay joke. <laughs> I was choked on my ginger ale. <laughs> please please don't choke on liquids. Not meant for that. I- I won't choke, I promise. Okay, okay, back. My dog is now sitting in my lap, okay. The big chunks. Yeah, okay. Uh, more- there was a little more- there's still some evidence. Okay, Northcott had like- I'm making fun of him. That's fine. Northcott had like a library, and some of the like library- some of the books in there were like checked out to the Winslow brothers. Oh god. Yeah, how do you, why would you be dumb enough to check out books to your murder victims? Uh, it would just, it would probably make it double easy to find you. I, or maybe not. Mm. And, one of maybe, the yeah, because you would be local, wouldn't you? Yeah. Because I can't uh, see someone driving like two hours or so to check out books. You can't, even, murder victims. you can't even, uh, like, check out books that aren't in your county, or whatever, at least in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lee is Irish and lives in Ireland, so there's a lot of differences between, you know, me being an American and her being Irish. Still, you know. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would spit I would spit too. I can't I can't even like complain because you're right. I am though, I'm no, really I'm right. <laughs> and uh last one, they found a letter from the North from the uh Winslow the Winslow brothers that they were like telling they were writing a letter to the parents that they were fine. No. No they weren't fine. They're they're very dead. They're very dead. Um they're, yeah, they are probably most likely forced to write it. So extremely deceased children. Um. We're back. So we're to the sentencing, right? So so in September September twentieth, nineteen nineteen twenty eight, Northcott was arrested in British Columbia, and Sarah was arrested some in Alberta sometime in December of that year. So one, um. they took Northcott. One, they arrested Northcott. They took him back to the ranch. 
where he verbally confessed to five murders. The Winslow Brothers Collins, the Winslow Brother, Winslow Brothers Collins and Gathia, Gathia, the one they found on the side of the road, and probably another. That's that's four. There's probably another one in there too. Mm. And then later, when he only admitted to Gathia's murder in like a written statement. Happy he Happy let he out let all out those sick crimes out of his filthy mouth. <laughs> and uh, Sarah confessed to Colin's murder because I was the only one she was, and that she del- because she delivered the final blow-, blow, and she like she buried his body. Yeah. So wait a minute. Was she? Did you say she was a uh, Colin's? Walter Collins. Um, Walter Collins' mother? That is Christina. It's on Sarah's. This is Walter's mother. I'm at the last slide. Yeah, I went back and checked. I know, I wrote it wrong. I w- we were watching like a video in class and I was not paying I was not paying attention to what I was typing. That's fine, it happens. Sarah is Northcott's mother. Christine is Collins' mother. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that Gordon was a mommy's boy. <laughs> I'm subtitled that wheezing. That's it. <laughs> yes, Winston? That was my dog. Yes? Do you have something to say? Grumpy. Didn't like being in my room. So, um, Sarah was sentenced to life in prison, and she died in prison in 1944. Good. She's dead. Now, Northcott's trial started January of 1992, 1929, sorry, 1929, and he fired multiple defense attorneys, and then he decided to defend himself. Imagine trying to defend yourself when you're probably going to be proven guilty anyways. How embarrassing. Like, we've been, we, in civics, the class that this originally started from, we were going, we just went over, like, criminal and civil law. When you defend yourself, it never ends well. Mm, never. That's, that's just embarrassing. That's very embarrassing. And so... Like, he was a really gross, like, his defense, like, during his defense, he somehow mentioned that, like, um, Jesse was, like, his mother, and that his family was, like, weird, and, like, had, like, some incestuous relationships. And not in the good way. And that... And that in a um, very, 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 very bad way. That was his. That was his defense for some some reason. What would that? What would that do? Trauma, maybe. Like, oh, he's insane. What? Oh uh, yes, because that's totally gonna work. Mm-hmm. It didn't. So he 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 well, actually, he was, he was so dumb. Yeah, yeah, he was. 
February 8, mm-hmm. 19, 1928, the jury convicted Northcott of the first-degree murders of the Winslow brothers and in an, in an anonymous um, victim. They didn't convict him on Collins' murder because that they convicted Christine of that. So, they... Um, the jury talked, the jury went and conferred about it for two hours, and then they came back and sentenced him to death. I mean, it was probably gonna be that way, like, in the first place, so. Hi, Jessica. And then he was hanged, then he was hung to death, hanged, whatever the right word for this, I don't care. He was sentenced to death, and he was hanged. On October second, nineteen thirty, and now he's New dead. Game, hang the sticker. Hang the sticker. It's not. It's not hangman. It's hang sticker. I would make that the. Po- I would make that the podcast episode name, but I don't know if YouTube would be very happy with that. Just hang the sticker. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think YouTube would be very happy with that. Keyword hang. <laughs> like the oh the epi- episode title. Uh, I'm sure they weren't very happy with Sayori, so why would they be happy with that? <laughs> I actually had to get up for that. <laughs> If you don't know what DDLC is, uh, Doki Doki Literature Club is, if you don't, don't know what that is, if you are sensitive to, like, a lot of things, if you are sensitive to, like, psychological horror games, don't look it up. But if you yeah. know what it is, you will get that joke. Mm-hmm. So, okay, circling back to that, you know that random boy that pretended to be Walter? Yeah. He was this random kid who had, like, he, like, assumed multiple identities. So, even when, when Northcott, excuse me, when Northcott confessed to Walter's murder, the police, who were, like, on Walter's missing case, still said that that kid was Christine's child. What the hell? I don't how, know. How, how stupid do you have you to be to think you could get away with that? I... I, I don't know. I honestly do not know. Like, like she... I'm sure, I'm sure she would remember, like, having another child. Her, like, how, how dumb do you have to be to give this woman a completely different child and expect her not to notice? I yeah, assume she would, she would be able to tell if it was her child. How do you think you can get away with this? Are you that dumb? Yes. And the police only, like, slightly started to believe that it wasn't that it wasn't her child when, oh, uh... slightly started. I... It's when they did, like, handwriting analysis on Walter's handwriting and this kid's handwriting. Yeah, and, like, because that didn't change anything. And they only, like, actually believed it when the kid himself said, Hey, I'm not Walter. I... This kid I'm was so losing faith in humanity. 
Me too. This kid was 12 years old, and he said, someone said, someone when he was in Illinois said that, oh, that, yeah, he kind of looks like Walter Collins. So he assumed Walter Collins' identity and the hopes of going to Hollywood to meet Tom Mix, who's like a cowboy actor from like the 20s. A cowboy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they let Christine out of the mental institution once, you know, the kid himself said, hey, I'm not Walter. Walter is dead. It took the child himself for them to believe it instead of the actual mother. I'm. Uh, people are. I, I don't. I'm losing brain cells. How do you think I felt researching this case? <laughs> but you're fine. You have a lot of brain cells to give. <laughs> So, well, you certainly have more than me. So, in conclusion, hang the sicko. Yeah, yeah. Hang, him. hang him. That was hang him up like a Christmas ornament. That was the first episode of the Idiot's Guide to True Crime and the Paranormal, covering the Wineville Chicken Coop murders. Can we, can we make the title put him up like a Christmas ornament? I was gonna, I was, I was gonna make it only slightly started. Hmm? That was, I was gonna make it the only slightly started to, that was gonna be the... Oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 do that, yeah. Um, fun fact, the town changed its name after all this happened to Mira Loma, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, like, after all this happened, to, like, draw attention, like, away from that. Like, hey, don't pay attention to this thing that happened here. Just move on. Just, just, just have a name change. change. It'll fix It'll everything. Fix It'll everything. Just, no one will know. make people forget about, about dead children. <laughs> because that's totally how it works, and we're definitely not on drugs. <laughs> That was today's case, and I think that will be the end of the first episode of this podcast! I'm very tired. It's 10.43pm. Do you have anything you want to do you have anything you want to say before we end it? Um, maybe don't murder children if they haven't done anything to you. Yeah, that would be great, thanks. How about we just don't murder children in general? Mm-hmm. Please, they, they may be annoying, but that doesn't that give doesn't you the right to take their lives. Okay? okay? Just, just go to therapy. <laughs> At least, just... Let's keep in mind, if Lee says anything out of pocket, it's because it's late for her. I'm and she's extremely tired and all my brain cells are slowly dying. <laughs> well, that's all, folks. Uh, I think that's where we'll be ending it today. Goodbye. Pay attention to your dogs, please. I just, uh, pet them. I will.